Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. I'm Carter and I'm here with Tyler and Perry. What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Happy to be here. Ready to start talking some turkeys. I need to kill something soon or else I'm going <laughs> to die. <laughs> the, I was actually thinking about you today, Tyler. What's What's your weather still up there? Look... I don't want to get into it. It's fucking snowing right now, and it is March 6th, and it's going to snow for the next couple days, I think, and it's supposed to be like 17 degrees. So if you're thinking about moving to Montana and you don't like cold weather, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Go to Washington. You'll be fine. Go to Washington. Yeah, like we're having a, a sweet little false, maybe for real spring, Perry. Are you, are you out enjoying the sunshine that Tyler is deprived of? Dude, I, I spent the entire weekend working in my yard, prepping the garden. It was like 70 degrees. I was sweating. <laughs> Same thing today. Man, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get another little cold snap, but it feels like spring. It does feel like spring, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. That weather this weekend, well, I was doing the same thing. I was in the garden, and it's got me thinking of spring fishing, and it's got me thinking of spring turkeys. That is what's on the mind right now. Yep, absolutely. Right there with you. So we're about a month out from turkey season here. When's it when's it open up for you guys, Tyler? It is uh I believe April it's either April fifteenth or fourteenth. April uh, spring turkey and bear open up on the same day, I wanna say. Cool. It's usually like the April fifteenth. And you guys, Perry? Yeah, this year um it is April the eighth. I believe. Yep. Cool. Yeah, Everybody. we're the beginning of April as well. So we're getting close. We're a little early. Yep. But, you know, what better time than to dust off the old calls and put them, put them in the truck and drive around and pretend like I know how to call turkeys in the month leading up to April. That's kind of my MO. Annoy the shit out of our wives and children. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like a dying turkey inside my house. <laughs> yeah, my tip for tonight's episode will not be how to call a turkey. <laughs> Me neither, man. Me neither. My tip for tonight, actually, Tyler, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but when Perry and I hunted together last year, I was fortunate enough to kill, kill a turkey. My tip is go take a poop and let Perry keep calling. And when you're when you're mid poop, Perry says they're coming, like they're on their way, and they Pitch it off, boy. <laughs> they will come up to the blind, gobbling their heads off, and you have to shimmy your way back into the blind with your britches around your ankles, and then you shoot a turkey in the face. That's my tip. I think you have a condition where you get out in the woods and you're just like instantly you have to poop. Like doesn't matter rain, fucking blizzard. I watched this dude walk through the snow with a headlamp. It's blackout. You can't see anything. Just white snow. See this little fucking turkey wobble up with a headlamp. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing back there? Oh, I had to take a shit. Dude, it is negative four out. Hold it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's time. It's time, man. I wanted the full Montana experience. Well, fuck. I don't know if that even is part of the nomenclature for the experience, but all right. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, what are you thinking, Perry, from a you know wildlife habitat 
point of view. Yeah. So yeah, you, you hit it. My, uh, my tip tonight is going to be more focused on habitat. I've been, so like you, I've been getting into that Turkey mindset, been listening to a few podcasts recently and, and, uh, reading some articles and, man, it seems like one of the common themes right now, um, really particularly in a lot of the Southeast, but, but really all over the place is just, you know, folks struggling with declining Turkey numbers. Um, I'm fortunate that we haven't noticed it on the place that I hunt primarily, but it, it does seem to be something that's getting a lot of attention. And, and, you know, the, the, the state agencies are struggling with how to manage it. You know, st- do we delay seasons? Do we limit the number of harvest? Um, and you know, that's a tough position to be in. So my, my, uh, I was just thinking, you know, today, man, like what are, what are things you can do as, as landowners, right? Like, so here in the Southeast where you and I are quarter, you know, most we've talked about it before. Most of your hunters are, are private, uh, relatively small acreage landowners, um, or you know, guys hunting on on agricultural leases, or you know, family farms like myself. So um, there, there's if you if you find yourself wanting to to do something to address, um, you know, some of these declines that we're seeing in the turkey populations from a habitat perspective. My my tip for tonight is just man, stop, stop mowing and manicuring your property so much um what the what the poults need um in the in the late spring and early summer is is really cover and um, one of the best ways you can provide that cover for them is to just let some of your field edges let some of your fence rows um let some of your your creek bottoms some of these areas that you you know you might traditionally maintain a little bit more let them go until a little bit further in the summer um don't bush hog them as often if you can if you can, you know, work out a deal with your with your local farmer um, on your lease, see if he can maybe, you know, leave some of the field edges. Um, you know, some of some of your cattle farmers they'll do some bush hogging around the edges to get things cleared up. If you can let that stuff grow until later in the summer, um, get some of those those grasses, those native forbs, um, the weeds, the brushy stuff. You can really provide a lot of cover um, for those those turkey poults, primarily from from avian predators, hawks, et cetera. Um, and then also from some of your, some of your, um, your foxes and, and your raccoons and your coyotes. I mean, hell, we know everything likes to eat turkeys. So my tip is just do what you can. It doesn't have to be, you know, a ton, but, but little bits here and there, you know, if, if we as, as property owners in the, in the Southeast, um, make a conscious effort to, to let a few of these areas grow a little bit more, provide a little cover, you know, it might have these kind of small incremental changes and, and helping the uh, the turkey populations out. Yeah, it's been a big issue in Georgia, and you know we got to talk to the wild turkey doc last year on the podcast, which was awesome. And he's also a Georgia native. He teaches. He's a professor over at UGA. And last year, Georgia lowered the bag limit for turkeys for the number of gobblers from three to two, um, with talk of doing it again. And people you know, sportsmen voted in overwhelmingly in favor of, you know, taking that number even lower or even taking a year off, if that means a bounce back in um, populations for future years. Um, so I think people definitely support it. And I know personally, like when we first moved here, dude, I bush hogged everything, everything. And I quickly realized I was doing it because I thought it looked good. It looked good to me. Um, and it was just ass for habitat it was just like zero percent helpful <laughs> so learning what to bush hog and, and what to leave um that habitat is everything because 
you know, the, the deer will bed down in that stuff. The turkeys will nest there, um, all that stuff. And, you know, kind of changing your mindset from these, this lawn manicured look that we have been conditioned to enjoy to more functional is a good yeah. thing. To yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I mean, not for nothing on our, on our place, it honestly just kind of has been neglected for a long time. And, and as a result of that, a lot of areas that used to be a little bit more, more manicured from the cattle and the, and the hay, et cetera, growing up have been kind of let go. And man, we've seen more turkeys in the last decade out there than, than I ever remember seeing growing up. I mean, I've seen some massive flocks of, of turkeys in the fall. So, you know, it, look, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's, it's going to be the only thing that, that's the answer here, but you know, it, it's a, it's a relatively small thing you can do. Um, just delay that bush hogging till, till July instead of, you know, early June, give them a little bit more cover and you never know. Heck yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here too, with a not Turkey killing tip before we get to Tyler, who actually knows how to kill turkeys here. Um, my tip this week <laughs> is <laughs> you have some something to say there, Tyler. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> my tip this week is this is like a real educator move here, but uh, I'm going to recommend a book to anybody who is a turkey hunter or considers themselves a serious turkey hunter. <clears throat> or wants to be a serious turkey hunter. Um, that book's called 10th Legion by Colonel Tom Kelly, and it is life-changing um, from a turkey hunting point of view. And if you're not a big reader, uh, but you love hunting, this book will do it for you, I promise. Um, anyways, uh, Colonel Tom Kelly wrote this book 50 years ago, I think. It, yeah, in the, in the 70s, early 70s. Um, and it is just an unbelievable story of, you know, just the wild turkey, um, wild turkey literature and his kind of experience hunting these birds um, throughout his life. And uh, I, every year I kind of pull it out when we get when it gets close to spring. And I usually I try to give it as a gift to people every year that I turkey hunt with um, a couple people who have helped me get turkeys and sometimes it can be hard to find but i was looking on his website earlier and he has them available now which is sweet he's got them in you know there's hard copy ebooks audiobooks all, all sorts of stuff but he has this quote about turkey hunting and he says it's just it kind of sums up turkey hunting in like a phenomenal way in a way like we could talk about tips all day long right like you know play hard to get and only call at this time like you know after they gobble twice like shut up and let them come to you and like you know try and get within 100 yards of them before you get set up and use this type of decoy in this type of situation like we can talk all that stuff ad nauseum but every year these this freaking bird makes me think it's like the smartest and dumbest thing on the face of the planet and sometimes a lot of that stuff goes out of the window but this is his quote that i wrote down earlier he says turkey hunting is full of mistakes the way to learn how to do this is to get out there in front of turkeys and make mistakes in front of turkeys. And when you do, and when you do, they will point these out to you. And I like, it's spot on, man. Like the turkeys will burn you and that's how you learn. And the only way to keep learning is to get out there and get burned by turkeys, which, you know, I kind of think is the draw to turkey hunting, right? It's so interactive and 
you get burned more often than not. That's great, man. That quote kind of summarizes my past or yeah, last year turkey hunting for me, uh, full of mistakes and, and failures and just some downright bad luck. But on, like on one hand, it was a freaking blast. On the other hand, it was highly frustrating. It's and yeah, what else can you do? Get out there. That's cool. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I think most of the hunt is like pretty. Yeah, you're out there to like shoot a jerky or whatever, but to get them close enough to where like, oh shit, there he is, and then you get all excited like that adrenaline rush. Like that's killed a bunch of turkeys. Like don't get me wrong, they're fun to shoot, but like to to outsmart a, a mature male gobbler is is just as fun as like actually pulling the trigger and shooting them. So I think that's. For me, that's like whatever it is. It's just more fun to, to see how close you can get to them without them actually seeing you. Yeah, they make you earn it for sure. And I would have loved to get Tom Kelly on the podcast. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he had done a lot of stuff later in life. And he's done a lot of work for turkeys and, and turkey habitat restoration here in the South. So 10th Legion, check it out. It's a freaking... It's a good one. It's a good one to have on your coffee table. What are you thinking, Tyler? Well, I've got like, I've kind of got four that kind of all go together, but the main thing is that like, obviously you got to find turkeys. Like if you're calling, if you're calling from the truck and they're not gobbling, they're not there. Like, especially early in the spring, like, you can shot gobble turkeys, basically yell at them and they'll go nuts. Like they're in an aspect of they're dumb. That's when they're dumb. Like they're just going nuts. Like you can find turkeys and that gobble is very distinct and you can hear it and like, okay, cool. So let's say you find some turkeys and you actually put eyes on them and you're looking and it's later in the evening. Let's say it's the night before the season and you see some big tall pine trees because where turkeys will roost most of that. If people don't know, you know, turkeys actually sleep in trees. It's called roosting. That's where they go and sleep. They get off the ground and they go up in the trees. So with that tactic known, okay, that's where they're going to bed. So in the morning, they're going to come out of that tree. So my biggest thing is I think a lot of people get lazy in a way where they're not willing to get up early enough. You know, you're never going to be in there too early. So don't try to sneak in there when it's kind of sunny out or, you know, starting to get light because the, the birds are up, you know, and they're, they're talking and you're not just worried about one Tom looking at you. You're worried about a handful of hens up there too, or maybe some jakes. So you've got multiple eyes on you. And another thing that people don't realize is that turkeys, if a human has 20, 20 vision, a turkey has three times better vision than that human. So when you're hunting turkeys, the tactic is not, Yes, it's calling and location, but you got to be really camoed up because they're they're if they see you and it's something they don't like, they disappear. So get in early, uh, pinpoint a roost, and then I also bring all three types of calls. So I bring a box call, a slate call, and a mouth call. There's been times where you can rope them in on a mouth call, and then there's other times where they want nothing to do with it, and there's something about a different pitch or call cadence off a box or a slate that they're like, yep, that's the one I want to be in that. And they come flying down and or running through the trees and they, they come right to you. Um, but then again, you know, there's times where you're calling and you don't hear anything. And that's where the patience comes in 
and play. You know, it's just it's kind of the same thing with elk hunting. You know, you've got a turkey or an elk going nuts, and you're, you're like, oh my god, he was just right here, and you give up too early and you start walking away. Just because they're quiet doesn't mean they're not right in front of you. He's looking. You know, he's using his best asset to try to figure out is this a hunter or is this a beautiful feathered up lady that I'm just trying to bust, you know? So patience. If you have a turkey that's going nuts and then he kind of shuts up, just hang out, hang out for a second and don't move and just scan with your eyes. Because at some point I would say maybe 50% of the time you're going to see that red or white head pop up and you're like, Oh, he's looking. And if you have decoys out there, he's going to see those decoys. He goes, there they are. And just come on in. Um, but there are other times, you know, they, for some reason they shut up and it's probably from something that they saw or heard that they didn't like. And if it's a, if it's a mature gobbler, like Barry was saying earlier, like everything in the woods can eat these things. They're such an easy target for prey or for predators that they are very skeptical on everything. They're like, no, no, like we heard something over here. We don't like it. We're out of here. And they just dip out. Man, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've listened to, to folks talk on podcasts, you know, experienced turkey hunters, way, way more experienced than I am. And, and they say what you said, or one of the things you said, which is take multiple calls. And that's, I think that's a really good piece of advice. I've early on, man, I, I got kind of married to the slate call. Cause like my mouth call sounded like shit and the box call just sounds like a, a screeching racket, you know, but like <laughs> there's times where there's times where if you got a bird a long ways off, man, you know, he might not hear that slate or that mouth call, or he just, you know, might not be interested, but you fire up that box and, and all of a sudden he's, he's playing now. So definitely, definitely uh, like that one. And I've also seen like, I mean, I've been in, I've been in some areas where there's a bunch of turkeys, you know, early season, all the turkeys are still together. So you'll, you'll see flocks of like 80 of them just hanging out and you'll get close to them and just listen some of those turkeys do not sound like turkeys. You're like, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a, some dumbass hunter over there. <laughs> well, and I've had that too, where like you're sitting in a blind or like up against a tree and you're calling, you got this gobbler coming in. You're like, oh yeah. And then behind you, you're like, you hear this God awful noise. You're like, what is that? And you think instantly you're like, oh my God, a hunter's in here trying to get it. And you turn around, it's a hen doing whatever the hell she's doing whatever she's saying and you're like that there's no way that's a turkey and sure shit she comes around the corner like rah, rah, rah. you're like god somebody should kill that thing and put it out of its misery <laughs> can you kill hens in montana um not during spring i think there's some areas that you can don't hold me to that i want to say that there was uh a season while I've been here that you could hunt bearded, it was just, no, you can't hunt hens in the spring. Hens are a no go in the spring, but I think there was a year where it was a bearded Turkey and sometimes hens will have beards. I don't know why, if it's like a mutation or whatever it is, but there's been multiple times where I have not shot a Turkey because you got to read the, the verbiage. Sometimes it'll say male Tom Turkey <clears throat> or it'll say bearded turkey. So you got to be careful when you're reading those because you don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I shot this bearded turkey, and then you bring it. Somebody's like, dude, that's a hen. You can't shoot those this time of year. Now, during the fall season, have at it. Shoot. You can shoot them with 300 wind mags here, dude. They do not care. 
there's been multiple people who are just out here just dusting turkeys with like 338s and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Jesus. Y'all don't have a fall hen season, do you, Perry? Uh, we do, actually. Yeah, man. Uh, do you? Yep. Yeah, actually, uh, Dan, uh, Evan's buddy Dan, killed one of those bearded hens up on our place um, this past year. He oh. was, uh, yeah, he was, he was bow hunting. Uh, in a ground blind and, and there's a fall season and I think you get I can't remember if you get one or you might even get two but anyway um, he had some some hens come in to our little food plot there and he smoked one with his bow at like I don't know 18 yards or something I think so yeah anyway right. yeah you can you can hunt hunt hens in the fall in Virginia that's awesome I think Georgia must be one of the only ones that we don't have one in the fall. I think my prediction is we will see more states uh, start to go to that in the next, you know, few years. Yeah, I know. Growing up up in New England, like there was no, there wasn't even a fall season. It was only spring turkey, and you could only shoot a bearded beard. Uh, I believe up there was a bearded turkey. So if you saw a hen with a beard, you could shoot it, but we didn't even not till probably five years ago that they actually had a fall season where I think you can shoot an additional two turkeys and it doesn't matter what, what type they are. Dude, they're just so much fun to hunt. They are. And they're not, it's like they're aggravating. Cause it's one of those hunts where like with elk hunting or deer hunting, especially like, like tree stand hunting is different for deer, but like, you don't have to be up that early to hunt big game. I don't think, you know, we talked about this on a podcast the other day, but like, I like to hunt the second I step out of the truck, like I'm thinking there's going to be a deer around the corner. Like that's my mindset, or there's going to be an elk around the corner. But with turkeys, it's like, you got to get up so damn early, get in there, sit down. It's spring. So spring here in Montana, like it'll snow. So you're like, okay, I'm thinking it's going to be like 65 today. And next thing you know, like last year you saw, I was hunting turkeys in the snow. It was fucking stupid. It was (laughs) crazy. I was like, this is cool. I've got nothing but like a t-shirt and like my light gear on and it's snowing and 35 degrees out. This is fun. (laughs) But I will say I've never tracked turkeys before before that, but I was tracking turkeys like you see the snow and I'm like, oh, they were here. Let's go find them. Oh, yeah. A big gear staple down here, Tyler. You have to have a thermosel with you because the mosquitoes are so bad early in the spring. That's how hot <sighs> it is. A pouring sweat like at 7 a.m. Sweat. I mosquitoes. hate mosquitoes. Yeah. Drive me nuts. Yeah, I would say like, like elk season here, early, like even early September, it'll be warm, but like the nights get cold enough to where like, we really don't deal with mosquitoes. That's one thing that I've like really enjoyed about Montana is that like, you know, summertime, if you go down by a water source, yeah, there's going to be mosquitoes there, but hunting for the most part, like I don't deal with mosquitoes that much. We're big bug people down here, Perry. Yeah, man. I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Dude, the other thing is we got to watch for ticks when we're turkey hunting, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, ticks, mosquitoes, snakes. Dude, I was I was uh, hunting last last year and had a, about had a 
black snake crawling in my lap with me about right as a right as a gobbler was coming in. So, you know, it's not exactly <laughs> good to help help the old focus there. For sure. Sweet guys. Well, I think this uh this pretty well does this. Anybody got any closing thoughts on turkeys before we jump off here? Try not to take a shit this year when you come up, and uh, I think we can still shoot one, Carter. I think that's the only thing that made it work, so I don't... Oh, well. No promises. We'll see if it's reproducible, then. <laughs> yeah, if Carter's pants are at his ankles, get ready, because there's animals coming. <laughs> 60% of the time. Works every time. Oh. Sweet. I appreciate it, guys. Listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We'll talk to you next week.